I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine. He's not a huge talker, but we've been spending a whole lot of time together, and I'd love for you to learn a little bit about who he is, about his family, about his background. So I want to introduce you to my friend, Pete. Pete is a 32-year-old father of 2.5 kids. He has a girlfriend and is really trying to live his life in a way that takes care of his family. He's struggling with how to figure out life and responsibilities. Pete's not quite financially stable, has struggled with some bad habits that have gotten him into some tough situations, and he's annoyed with that nagging feeling that he just isn't quite good enough. He wants to be a better dad and person, but doesn't quite know how to do anything about it. Pete went to church a couple of times with his grandma as a kid, but hasn't been back for years. He thinks the church might just burn down if he walked in. He's thought about checking out church, but doesn't want it to be weird and doesn't want to commit to anything. He's got enough going on in his life. Say hello, Pete. Come on out, Pete. Come on out. Really appreciate you being here today. Thanks, man. Beautiful family. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your story. Thanks for being here. Do you know somebody like Pete? I mean, not a dummy. I know that that joke is just like there for the taking. I understand. I would say it too. But do you know somebody like Pete, somebody who doesn't like church, who doesn't want to go to church, who doesn't quite know what they believe, somebody in your life? Or maybe you're kind of like Pete, and you're going, why does he keep calling me Pete? Or maybe your name is Pete, and you don't like church, and you're like, how did he know? But do you know somebody like Pete, somebody in your life, a friend, a family member, a neighbor, coworker, whatever, somebody who just doesn't like church, doesn't really go to church? Our entire approach at the Ridge is to make sure that people like Pete have a safe place to come and go to church where they can feel welcome, accepted, where they can belong even before they figure out what they believe. That we don't have to agree on really much at all, but we want to make sure that if we ever interact with Pete, he feels welcomed. Our vision statement here at the Ridge is do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ. Have you ever interacted with somebody about this? You know, maybe you're, you're talking to your friend like Pete, and, and they ask you, well, what, does that, what does that mean? Like, it's a, it's a catchy phrase. I like it. But what does it mean to do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ? So say you're, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee. I mean, socially distanced, of course. You know, that's fair. And, and you're having a cup of coffee. This isn't a pumpkin spice latte, Pete. I'm sorry. I did what I could, but... We couldn't do that, but it is a little hot, so blow on it before you, you have anything. I don't want it to burn your tongue or anything. So if I'm hanging out with Pete and I'm grabbing a cup of coffee and he asks me, hey, Adam, what, what does that mean? I mean, what does it mean to do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ? Do you have an answer for that? How would you answer that? Here's the way that I, I answer that. Everything we do here at The Ridge, we do so that people who don't like church can interact. We do everything with them in mind. I mean, people like Pete. We do it with our guests in mind, people who don't go to church. Everything, and I mean everything. So the way that we do our website or interact on social media, we do with people who don't go to church in mind. Even things to down to the details of like our landscaping or having somebody in the parking lot to make sure people who don't go to church know where to go or what to do so that they're not intimidated they feel welcome, belong, like they belong before they even figure out what they believe. Or maybe 
when they come in, there's somebody smiling, greeting them. I'm, right now, they're smiling with their eyes because you can't see them because they have a mask on. Have you ever smiled with your eyes in the mirror? And it looks like this. And you're like, oh. But Pete would come in, interact with somebody, know where to go, that the kids' programs and the, the teen programs are, are so irresistible that Pete doesn't have to drag his kids here because his kids are dragging Pete here. And even with what we say on the stage, you don't have to have like a decoder ring to figure out what we're talking about and if it applies to your life. And the music that we play here might be something that Pete would hear on Spotify or on the radio. We do everything we possibly can to make Pete feel as comfortable and remove as many barriers as we can because it's really difficult. It's really intimidating to go into a new place and have insecurities and have doubt and not know where to go or what to do. It's really, really difficult. So we do everything with our guests in mind. So we're having a conversation. We're interacting. You know, Pete and I are hanging out. You need a refill? You good? Good. So we're interacting, and he asks, why? So, so that's what. I mean, what does it mean to do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ? But who cares? Do you have an answer to that? Why? Why in the world would we do this? Why does this matter? Here's my answer to that. We're a whatever-it-takes type of church because God is a whatever-it-takes type of God. I mean, there are examples over and over again in the Bible of God being a whatever-it-takes type of God. And we believe we should be a whatever-it-takes type of church because of who God is and what he's done for us. Here are some quick examples. Ever heard of David and Goliath? You know, David, the boy who believed in God, fought the giant Goliath. How in the world could he defeat a giant? Because God is a whatever-it-takes type of God. Here's another example. There was a guy named Paul who persecuted and tried to kill Christians, but then Paul ends up being a follower of Jesus and becomes one of, if not the most influential followers of Jesus because God is a whatever-it-takes type of God. But I think the best answer to, okay, what does it look like for God to be whatever it takes type of God is Jesus. I know, I know, it's, it's, it's like the simple, easy answer, but I think there's a reason why it's the simple, easy answer. Jesus died on the cross for where I fall short, for where you fall short, for where Pete falls short, for our sin, for our mistakes, for the way that we don't live up to God's standard. And God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could have a right relationship with God if we believe in Jesus. That's really, that's what we're all about. That's called the gospel. That's the good news. We're talking about the hope and joy and eternity of being with Jesus. Whatever it takes type of God. I think the most famous Bible verse is John 3.16. This is what it says. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is whatever it takes type of Bible verse. It's got everything in there. God loves me and you and Pete and your friends and your family so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross so that everyone, not people who look like us, sound like us, act like us, everybody might not perish, not die, but go to heaven because they believe in who Jesus is. I mean, that's whatever it takes. It's my blood pumping. We're a whatever it takes type of church because God is a whatever it takes type of God. 
Now, this is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. This is what it says. Therefore, go and make disciples. Disciples means followers. Go and make disciples of all of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Because God loves us so much, he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, he asks us to make sure that we love other people like he loves us. So go and make disciples, followers, not of people who already follow, not just the people that we might interact with casually and and that might be easy to talk to about it. Go and make disciples of all nations, everyone. That's what we're called to do. We want to be a whatever-it-takes type of church because God is a whatever-it-takes type of God. We want to do whatever it takes to reach our community, to reach peak for Christ. Now, I remember the first time that I, I heard that vision. I was having a cup of coffee with Jerry Day, the senior lead pastor, and I was interviewing for a job here at the Ridge. And I remember Jerry kind of talking about doing whatever it takes and talking about the vision and the passion and what that means. Have you ever had one of those moments that you're in a conversation like everything else melts away and, and your heart like starts to beat a little faster, you know? I remember listening to him and leaving that Starbucks and going, I have to be a part of that. Even if I don't get this job, even if I'm not at the ridge, I have to be a part of doing whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ. I have to be at a church that cares so much for people who don't know Jesus that they're going to do anything and everything short of sin to take care of people and to love people. We're not a perfect church. We're not. This is not the place if you want a perfect church. But we care so deeply about doing whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ that we ask ourselves every day, what does it look like for us to do whatever it takes? That's where I wanted to be. Woo! I remember. Yeah, it was a good cup of coffee too. We can, we can clap for that. So what does it look like to continue to do whatever it takes? Well, here recently we've done some strategic things. There's something that we've called for their future. That's an example. That's a two-year financial project that has really helped us kind of do some things today to set us up for continuing to do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus. It's for their futures, for people like Pete. So we built the playground out on the west side of the building. We renovated the loft. We hired some staff. We helped me and Jerry focus on the lead pastor transition. All of that kind of happened during For Their Future. Now, we're coming up to the end of it. December is the end of the For Their Future project. And if you were a part of that, I just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness in that. I think that God is doing some big things during, you know, For Their Future. And maybe you got one of these cool shirts. Uh, Pete got one of these cool shirts. That means one of you gave it to Goodwill. Mm -hmm. Looking good. You know, I'll tell you what, um, standing next to like a, like he's like a foot taller than me, and he has perfect posture, but they also, they make mannequins like super jacked. It's, just, it's kind of intimidating to talk next to you, Pete. Thanks for, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, for, for their future, really is all focused on us continuing to do whatever it takes, and where we felt prompted by God to go is to launch an additional campus 
a multi-site campus in a, in a surrounding community, another physical location of the Ridge. That's really where For Their Future was kind of helping us uh, march toward. And then in March of this year, something happened, um, you know, something that affected, I don't know, everyone in every way, everywhere. COVID, am I right? I mean, have you heard of it? Tired of it? So COVID was a whatever it takes type of moment too. I mean, for the future was a whatever it takes type of moment, but COVID was too. And I'm, I'm realizing now, Pete, you're, you're a little closer than six feet, man. So just to kind of be good examples here, I want to make sure that we, we get you out of mask. There you go, bud. Okay. Put breathe on people. Thank you. So COVID is this whatever it takes type of moment. And in a matter of, of three days, from a Thursday to a Sunday, we were from plan A to plan Z on what does it look like for us to do church in the middle of a global pandemic. And we're figuring out the same stuff that you were all figuring out. Okay, what does it look like, you know, to figure out masks and e-learning and quarantine? It's like the trifecta, e-learning, quarantine, masks, so am I. I mean, how in the world are we supposed to, you know, stream services online and just this entire strategy that we have as a church, we, we had to rethink in three days. But turns out God can do a lot in three days. If he can raise Jesus from the dead in three days, he could probably help us figure out a few things too. So in the middle of For Their Future, and we're walking toward this multi-site vision, and then COVID, and we're going, what in the world do we do now? It is whatever it takes type of moment. So we started to ask ourselves in the middle of this, because we don't think we're off the hook for the vision just because something's going on. But what does it look like for us to do whatever it takes in the future? Tomorrow and the next day, global pandemic or not, what does it look like for us to do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ in the future? Well, it turns out our community has changed a little bit. You know, that's part of our vision, do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ. And what we're finding is the definition of our community doesn't just mean Columbus anymore. It means all these surrounding communities, all these people in these surrounding counties. And so we're, we started to think, okay, a multi-site vision, you know, to launch an additional location. But what we are learning in the middle of COVID is not only does our community not mean just Columbus anymore, but it doesn't only mean face-to-face, in-person interaction anymore either. What we're finding is that people are much more likely to interact with things of faith online than they would be to walk in a strange place, intimidating, scary, but they'll, they'll check us out online. So what we believe we're being prompted to do is to figure out how to reach our community for Christ in person and online. Turns out we're already a multi-site church. We have a physical location here, and then we have hundreds of locations in living rooms. And apparently somebody told me here recently that they also watched the ridge in the shower. It was a little weird. So all of this, you know, doing whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ, it's, it's because of real people. And I know, I mean, this is like Weekend at Bernie style a little bit, but real people, I mean, real family, real neighbors, real coworkers, real friends, they're they're real, and they're for people like Pete, people who don't go to church, people who are going to check us out online way before we do anything else. I mean, it, it's, it's for Pete's sake. 
way too proud of it. I, am, I mean, we named the guy Pete so we could say for Pete's sake. Doesn't, I mean, we were, we were thinking Manny, like mannequin, but like for Manny's sake doesn't sound nearly as good as for Pete's sake. But we do everything we do here with our guest in mind. It's for Pete's sake. Now, Pete, I'm realizing here you, um, you, don't, you don't really want to be here in person. I mean, we're kind, we kind of rolled you out here and forced you. But So here's your phone. You know, check us out, you know, text in church, do all that type of stuff, because he's much more likely to get on his phone and be scrolling through Facebook and check out the ridge than he is to walk in just all by himself. It's for Pete's sake. So what does that look like in a, in a kind of a tangible way? What, where do we feel like God is prompting us to go in 2021? Well, here it is. We believe that God is asking us to launch an online campus by Easter of 2021. Now, you might have some questions about that. Aren't we already doing that? Like we're streaming our services online. Isn't that the same thing? That's a great question. So what is an online campus? That's a great question too. An online campus does everything that an in-person campus does but online. So groups, serving, student ministry, children's ministry, everything we do helping people engage and take their next step and everything we do. And we're going to do that with people like Pete in mind. So we feel prompted to not just have a physical location. And yes, we're going to keep the physical location. And do we feel like in the future, maybe we'll have another physical location? Maybe, hopefully not in like three days that we have to figure it out that fast. But if God wants us to, we'll go. But we believe that God is asking us to launch an online campus with all the things that an in-person campus would have by Easter of 2021, for Pete's sake, for people like Pete. And God pushed us a little bit faster than maybe we would have gone on our own. That's one of the reasons that I, I feel confident that, that this is a God vision. We wouldn't have maybe done it quite this way. We were planning on a physical occasion. We've kind of had these plans that we've been praying about and planning. But God says, hey, align with my vision. So that's what we're trying to do. Here are some things that we've been working on to align with God's vision to launch this campus. We asked Becca Malberg, our communications director, to step into some leadership roles on the campus. She's done that. She's doing great. We asked Tim Perkins to become the executive pastor to add some infrastructure and some guidance to both campuses. And we're in the process of hiring a connections pastor to help us focus on groups and serving and care at both campuses. And then that person will also be one of the kind of main speakers on Sunday morning as well. So those are things that we've already been in the process of doing to align with this vision. But I believe that every single person who interacts with the Ridge or calls the Ridge their church home is also being asked to launch an online campus. It's not just me. It's not just leadership. So here are the three things that we're asking you to do to help us launch an online campus by Easter of 2021. Number one, invite. The most effective way to interact with somebody about faith is just to invite them. Whether that's to church, whether that's to coffee, maybe it's just go and hanging out with them on, online and watching church together that way. Buy them lunch, whatever. But we encourage you, if there's somebody in your life like Pete, remember this is for Pete's sake. So invite. Number two, give. One of the cool things about this online campus is it actually costs less than launching a physical location, which is pretty cool. I think that's something that God's been doing in all of this. But doing whatever it takes means that we surrender everything, including our finances, to God. 
And if you've never taken a next step in giving, I just encourage you, how, how is God prompting you to take that next step, to do whatever it takes for Pete's sake? Or maybe you already give faithfully. What does that look like? I mean, how can you continue to grow in that faithfulness to do whatever it takes? Invite, give, and then pray. We don't want this to be just a vision that people have come up with. I want this to be God's vision that he is leading, he is guiding. It is his foundation to all of this. So we want to pray every day for 60 days about this vision. We want to pray daily for 60 days at 4.04 p.m. I'd like to invite you to be a part of that. Why 4.04? Easter is April 4th, 4.04. And I think it is an amazing opportunity to have all of the people who might call the Ridge their church home to be praying about the same thing at the same time. What an awesome opportunity. So here's how we're asking you to do this, to, to pray daily for 60 days at 4.04 p.m. We'd like for you to text the word pray to 812-408-1188. You can do it right now. I mean, you were texting before. I saw you. It's okay. If you're online, do it right now. I'd encourage you to text this right now. Text the word pray. Here's what, here's what that means. Really, that's just saying, yeah, I will pray at 4.04 p.m. We're going to send you two links when you text this, a link to a Facebook group where we can kind of pray together and encourage one another, and also an online calendar to help kind of guide and prompt our praying every day. So that starts today. Pray every day for 60 days. If you want to be a part of that, text the word pray through that number. You want to do it? His fingers are feeling a little stiff. That's all right. I, I'm, really, I'm really excited about this, but not because of the online campus, even though I think that that is exciting and that's what God is asking us to do. And, and not because of, of something fancy like for Pete's sake, even though I really like it, I really do. Why am I excited about it? Because doing whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ matters. I can't think of anything that matters more than loving people because God loves us. Can't, I really genuinely can't. This matters. And from you know, the top of my head to the tips of my toes, I want to be at a place that cares so deeply for people who don't know Jesus that we are looking for ways, that we are going to take the next hill, that we are going to just be so motivated because Jesus loved us so much that we can't help but just it pour out of us. I want to be at a place that isn't about me or about us or making the Ridge's name greater or having more people or whatever, that, that's all nothing. That all goes away. What I care about is that people would be in heaven with us. The population of heaven would increase because doing whatever it takes matters. And it really is. It's for real people. It's for my family's sake. It's for your family's sake. It's your coworkers. It's it's for people you know in your life like Pete. He represents real people. That's why I'm excited. I want to be at a place that does whatever it takes because it matters that much. For Pete's sake. I'd like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I am 
I'm thankful. I'm thankful today because you love us so well, so fully, that we have this opportunity to just respond in, in these real ways in our lives. And responding matters. Loving other people matters. Helping people matters. Nothing matters if people don't matter. And you say you love us so much that you sent Jesus. I'm just so thankful for that. And I'm motivated and I'm excited and I'm passionate about making sure that I follow you. I want to be a whatever it takes type of church because you did whatever it takes for me. So help us, motivate us, guide us, lead us with the online campus as we pray over the next 60 days. As you are our focus, as you are our purpose, as you do whatever it takes for us, help us respond by doing whatever it takes for people in our lives like Pete. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen.